Time it is. It is time to rock, and this is the podcast that always rock, and the podcast will rock. That is right. We are the show that dives into each track by one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Kamayer. Join with me as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how are you doing? I, I am warm and, and dry at the moment. I, I can't say the same for, for outside. Right where, now where I live uh, in Saskatchewan, which is a province in Canada, uh, we are getting hit with a massive winter snowstorm. So uh, winds are over 60 miles an hour. That's over 100 kilometers an hour. Uh, snow, uh, there's no visibility be, be, because of the wind. It's just absolutely crazy. So I'm happy to be here, happy to be inside, happy to have power. Uh, if for some reason you lose me, it's because we lost power. But you might even actually hear the wind uh, coming through my microphone here. It is that strong. <laughs> this potentially might be an episode where we record it multiple times, uh, depending on how things go. But we could not be uh, from more separate parts of the world because it's just it's just now starting to feel like uh, the autumn season over here in uh, in the southern United States. So. Um, you know, more more power to to you uh, for just you know living up to the name, the Great White North up there, <laughs> because it, it hits you uh, at least relatively early. But at least, I mean, what do I know, right? I'm from down here. You're from up there. Crazy stuff. But as long as you're warm, as long as you're safe, everything is all good. Uh, I think you and I should switch uh, for for a change. You come up to Canada and try and survive a Canadian winter. I'd love to be uh, down south. Hey, uh, I enjoy a, a Southern American uh, winter. I don't need tempt me with a good time, man. I've I've been trying to get up to Canada for a while now. I've just never had the uh, legitimate excuse to get up there, other than the usual things, which you know, uh, uh, baked goods, uh, all the maple syrup I could possibly want, and uh, this little tiny place called uh, Tim Hortons that everyone <laughs> uh, from your part of the world just keeps raving about. Um, apparently I haven't lived until I've had a Tim Hortons coffee. So that's on the, that's on the agenda one day. So one day I'll, I'll make my way up there. Uh, but so let's, uh, let's, before we get into the show, let's just sort of, uh, you know, let's, let's get all loosey goosey. Uh, how was your weekend? You know, what? I had a good weekend. Uh, my parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary uh, this weekend. Congrats, yeah. Yeah. They, they live in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. So, uh. Uh, my brother and sister and my family, we all met up in Moose Jaw, and we did something cool. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but uh, Moose Jaw is known as Little Chicago because in the time of Prohibition, Al Capone used to run booze out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. There's a rail line that connects Chicago with Moose Jaw. And so he actually constructed a bunch of underground tunnels under the city of Moose Jaw. And we went on a tour of those tunnels. It's called the Tunnels of Moose Jaw. And we got to see how the rum runners used to run booze uh, out of Moose Jaw, uh, through these tunnels, uh, and then onto a rail line called the Sioux Line and down to Chicago. So it was really interesting. I, If I ever knew that, it must have been in passing from a story maybe Kevin Smith was talking about uh, at one point. Um, but no, I did not know that. That's very, very cool. Very interesting. Um, yeah. So well, there's there something cool for you to do when you it, come to that, Canada. I'll take you exactly, through the tunnels. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Now, now we got something to do. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. 
mine was just pretty chill. Just uh, we have a trip coming up uh, this next weekend uh, to to Houston, Texas, um, of all places. But uh, we decided to uh, take it easy this weekend. So just chilling. Not a lot going on. How did the big move go? It is still in transition, uh, we, but I've got most of my stuff moved over uh, it, into the new house. Uh, well, not newer place for me. It's, a, it's, a, it's been up for a while. Uh, but uh, the big stuff, the uh, furniture hauling and, and what have you, that's, that's still uh, going to be a, a couple more weeks. Um, just too busy with with my day job and everything else and then you know the weekends are for that's the last thing i want to do on the weekends is, is move heavy furniture uh but it'll get done eventually and eventually this my studio setup will be will be better and uh and, and then that'll be it for the foreseeable future so now you it's, said you're uh, planning a trip to houston uh yeah. I, I know a fella from uh, new brothels texas are you going to be running into him by any chance as a matter of fact, we are. Um, we are. We are absolutely going to do that. Uh, I cannot wait to uh, to meet that guy in person. Um, and yeah, I, I anticipate a very, very fun time. It's going to be a quick trip, but a fun one and a, a much needed getaway. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, we're, we're talking about our mutual friend, Jeff Saunders, uh, known uh, in the podcasting world as Hillbilly Scribs. Uh, I, I guarantee he's going to show you a good time. I've been listening to uh, his last couple of shows uh, going through uh, a kind of an Oktoberfest uh, deal in New Brothels. So uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Jeff is going to show you and your lady friend a, a hell of a good time. Yeah, he uh, that's that's sort of his uh, that's his yearly thing. That's that's sort of that's his Disney World, so to speak, uh, <laughs> where he just goes complete ham. Um, I wish I wish the the weekends we were going to be there uh, correlated with that because that would have been just a spectacular time for it all. But regardless, yes, it's going to be a good time seeing him. It's going to be a good time at the uh, the show we're going to. Uh, we are going to a show uh, by a group called The Midnight. I don't know if you know The Midnight. They no, I don't. They are a band that they basically do a modern retro synth wave. Uh, if you were to listen to them, you would go, wow, this sounds very 80s, and that is by design. Uh, Ooh, I like whole, 80s. Yeah, their whole aesthetic, the, the, the sound of their music, very much uh, in vain of the synth wave of the 80s. Um, they just lean into it so hard, and it's, they, they, bring it, they bring it together in such a modern way that it's not cheesy, and even if it is cheesy, it's a good cheese. Like, it's a cheese you want to keep eating. Um, <laughs> And so it, the closest show they were coming here that wasn't sold out is over in, in Houston. So we just we jumped on that as soon as we could. So we're going to go see them, and uh, we're going to see our buddy, and we are going to have a great time, I think. So that's – uh, yeah. I, I can't wait to get a full report from you uh, on an upcoming show on, on your trip to Houston. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, yeah, full report will, will come in handy. So, But uh, speaking of music from the 80s, uh, this band, Van Halen, that we've been talking about for the last couple episodes, uh, they have quite a few songs from the 80s. And I just wonder if we're going to hear one of those songs tonight. I, I, I dearly hope so. We've had two tracks, both from the first album. So, uh, and of course, it's all random. We have a wheel. And actually, Mark, I was thinking we should maybe name the wheel. 
Uh, you know, this, this is a pretty Ooh. impressive uh, wheel we've created here. I know you called it the Wheel of Rock in one show, and that's pretty good, but is there something maybe Van Halen-esque that we could name the wheel? That's something to, to think about for upcoming Yeah, we have to yeah, really think about, the, or like the Panama wheel or the uh, mm -hmm. something something of that nature. Yes, yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, we, we have the wheel. We have 117 tracks left on it. I realized uh, yeah, the other day that we were actually missing a track, so I put it on there. Uh, a, a political blues uh, from uh, OU812 is missing, which isn't a great song. It, I'm actually kind of sad <laughs> I had to add it, uh, but but it's back on there. Uh, so if you're ready, sir, we're going to give it a couple of shuffles here. Wouldn't that be and ironic if, if you spin if it? That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, what? I, I say give us a give us a Sammy song. We've had two Daves. Uh, time for a Sammy. Uh, speaking yeah, of Sammy, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 throw it to him uh, to get us going here. Here we go. Oh, 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 this is going to be a good one. This is going to oh, be a good one. Oh, oh got it bad. It's hot for teacher. 1984. Now, oh, if, awesome. if, if you don't know this song, but I mean, it, it put a, put away all of uh, Van Halen's, uh, uh, you know, their deep tracks or whatever uh, songs you might know, you might come across and go, oh, right, that's Van Halen. You got to know hot for teacher. Oh, absolutely. This is one of the uh, absolute classics uh, from 1984. Uh, they're probably most uh, well-known, certainly well-known uh, Dave uh, album. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it's ironic, too. I was just finishing up um, the, the Noel, uh, oh, I can't remember his, his last name. He's the former manager of Van Halen. He started uh, right after Van Halen 2 and managed the band right through 1984. And he talked about this era in Van Halen history about how they were on the road so much and had to turn out album after album. They kept putting covers on because they couldn't write enough material because that, that was the way you did things at the time. And after um, Diver Down, which was kind of a, a throwaway album they, they, they kind of did because a pretty woman hit, they, uh, Eddie kind of hold himself away and just started working on 1984. And the band was very fractured uh, at, at this point. Dave uh, obviously was thinking about his solo career. Actually, it was during the tour for 1984 that he started playing the band uh, California Girls, which would be on his EP, uh, Crazy from the Heat, the, the following year. So he was already thinking about cheesy lounge singer type stuff. Uh, they, were, were, they took away Michael Anthony's like rights uh, to all the, well, they, they took away his rights uh, from 1984 on. So they actually went retroactively back and took away his songwriting uh, rights because he didn't write any of the songs, but he was getting a one quarter share. Uh, so the band actually stripped that from him from 1984, which was their, uh, highest selling album at the time. So a very fractured band, but a very classic album. So it's really kind of interesting how, uh, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of turmoil uh, internally led to arguably maybe their best album. Yeah. Uh, that's a Noel E monk, I believe is the guy's name. Um, yes, the, the former manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of ironic. You find, uh, you, you find the, the gem, within the uh the rubble within the chaos uh there's there's something there um sometimes this happens the, you find that i find this happens in a lot of uh a lot of metal bands in particular and maybe it's just because there's just uh by the nature of metal itself or rock let's say rock and metal uh dudes get angry uh dudes get angry at themselves sometimes their mute it reflects in the music so a lot of times 
if you're looking for an album from a particular band and it's it sounds a particular way, it's a reflection of where the band is. So it's it's really funny that you say you say all that how how fractured they were uh, for this album, and yet this album features uh, the number one song that this band has is known for uh and it's not hot for teacher unfortunately although hot for teacher is most certainly i think uh in the argument for uh uh, uh almost as uh, popular but uh by far their most popular song is on this album so you would think that the band would be in their songwriting groove they'd be in a good spot if coming up with material like this but as you say Perhaps not, and it's just uh, it's just kind of, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to hear that. Yeah, actually, uh, Hot for Teacher only peaked at number fifty six uh, on the U.S. charts. So, That's uh, yeah, c- c- kind of surprising. I, I think uh, more known for its video, which I think maybe ushered a lot of young uh, boys into manhood. Uh, if you remember how that video went back in nineteen eighty four. I don't know that I've seen the video. If I have, then it must have been a long, long time ago. I can imagine. Just based on how the song goes, because I'm very familiar with this song, uh, I can imagine what the video probably looks like. <laughs> oh, it, it features a lot of uh, scantily clad uh, uh, teachers uh, in, in bikinis and stuff. It features uh, the four members of the band uh, trying to do a, a dance routine in maroon wedding style tuxedos. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's most notable because Alex Van Halen has, for a drummer, has zero rhythm. Like he danced horribly. Uh, so you want to watch the video for the gratuitous uh, 80s uh, TNA and for Alex Van Halen attempting to dance. So there, there's your two reasons to, to get that on YouTube after the show here. Some guys just can't have it all. You know, what, what are you going to do? You know, you, you take the good <laughs> with the bad. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, uh, the songwriting is credited to all four members, even though Michael Anthony uh, and Alex Van Halen, as far as I know, didn't really do a lot of the writing in Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It's basically Eddie Van Halen doing all the music, David Lee Roth, uh, doing all the lyrics, which th- this certainly sounds like a, a David Lee Roth uh, penned uh, lyrical composition uh, produced by Ted Templeman, who did all their albums uh, up through 1984. Uh, it's still a staple. Uh, you know, I think uh, this is, I- I'm trying to think if Sammy ever did Hot for Teacher or not. I know he did like Panama and he did Jump reluctantly. Uh, I'm not sure if he ever did Hot for <laughs> Teacher, but once Dave came back into the fold, uh, in 2012 on their kind of reunion tours, uh, they, they did Hot for Teacher every night. This is, a, uh, you know, one of the more popular tracks, even though it wasn't a big hit uh, in Van Halen's uh, arsenal. Uh, so what do you say? Why don't we give a listen to Hot for Teacher? Absolutely. Let's let's hear uh, old Alex Van Halen just kick it off with this uh, this incredible drum solo or the fill rather. That's actually uh, four bass drums, uh, mm-hmm. uh, right right off the hop here. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not really a, a musician. Uh, this is where we got Mark here to fill us in here. Maybe tell us a little bit about how uh, you know that 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 uh, with the four bass drums uh, and the double bass drumming, uh, how that kind of works. Well, I mean, 
it's a kick drum. So, you know, he's just, uh, he's kicking it in this particular rhythm. I, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be, uh, the, uh, drum connoisseur, but, uh, you know, and not to bore anyone with, uh, certain details, but yeah, it's just a lot of kicks. He's kicking it into rhythm. Uh, it sounds as if he's trying to, uh, emulate, uh, the starting of a motorcycle engine, perhaps. Uh, that's, that's the vibe it gives off. I'm pretty sure that's probably what he was going for. Um, and then, you know, he comes in with the, uh, with the ride and the hi-hats and uh, a little, a little snare, a little jazzy. It's kind of jazzy when he, uh, when he starts to really play the full set. Um, which is interesting because up until now, at least, uh, to my recollection, I don't know that, uh, Alex really sort of went off like that in, uh, other tracks certainly not the tracks we talked about um no everything from van hill and one was quite reserved yeah now, yeah uh, the, the the four bass drums was that something he had to double like he did two and then two and, and they doubled it up or did he do all four live i would i i would assume uh his setup i've for a band like this they're they're an arena band and a lot of times uh i don't know it probably never started with alex but the drummers usually have a whole set uh, uh, that's just like multiple pieces, probably more more pieces than necessary uh, for the drums. Um, so we're probably looking at he's got two kick drums there for his double, whereas you know these days they actually the pedals that they make for your bass drums uh, you can get them your double bass pedals. They get, they come in like with two mallets. So you don't have to have two actual, you know, big kick drums. Uh, but with these arena rock bands, you always see two kick drums. Uh, Neil Peart, uh, God rest him, he uh, uh, he had two. He had a whole. He was surrounded by his drum set. But the difference between Neil and a lot of other arena rock drummers is Neil used every single piece, <laughs> uh, every single piece. I defy you to show me a piece he didn't use. Um, with Alex, I have to assume if he had that set up, uh, he probably he might have had four kick drums itself, and then just was just using like one mallet a piece. Um, okay. But I don't. Again, I don't. I would have to see what he did. What it sounds like, that's what he's doing. Awesome. Well, like you mentioned, it's a very iconic way to start a song, and I remember uh, Howard Stern for one uh, calls it one of the greatest intros to any song ever. He, he's a big fan of Hot for Teacher and a big fan of that intro. So. I would uh, agree let, with him. Let, let's keep it going. I think uh, his brother Eddie is coming in here now with a little guitar work. Teacher needs to see me after 
All right. So, you know, there, there's our first verse, really. Uh, your thoughts on, uh, on Mr. Lee Roth and how he came in there? Well, I mean, he's uh, just total ham uh for this for this song i again this is probably another one where was uh I, we have this song it sounds pretty rocking we don't have any lyrics for it what do you got dave like i got nothing man i, I don't i don't know it's just like okay well how does it make you feel <laughs> it's like you know it makes me makes me feel like uh you know i'm uh uh i'm in school and uh, i'm wanna i want to ditch and i want to like get a get a load of, of my hot teacher like oh okay just write that just, just write a song about how you want to fawn over your attractive teacher. No problem. I, I, I think that's everything that every young male can kind of uh, relate to. Uh, I don't know. I never like, really had very many uh, attractive teachers in my day. So I no? So perhaps, I don't know. I had a, uh, like maybe in college, but in high school, not so much. <laughs> uh, lyrics like maybe I should go to hell, but I am doing well. Teacher needs to see me after school. That's a, that, that, that pretty much sums it up. I, <laughs> uh, a little more involved maybe than a song like on fire which we had last week uh or even running with the devil like uh, you know this song definitely has a theme uh, oh yeah and he's gonna ride it to the end uh yeah no there's definitely a theme it's like i said maybe uh maybe he uh once he got once he was okay with the idea of uh was like yeah do a song where you're uh you're falling for your your hot teacher or all that jazz is like, oh, okay, cool. And then he like started really finding his stride. Like, oh, okay, here we go. I'll say this, and I'll say this, and before you know it, you got a you got a verse, you got a chorus, and, and uh, this once again, um, I won't say is a, a less is more situation. I actually think he uh, he did it right this time around with his with his chorus that we're going to come up on, um, and he just he just kept it simple while also providing a sort of uh, some melodic, uh, 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 varying, uh, you know, variances and all, all that jazz. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a theme. And I think honestly, they just wanted to do a song that sounded fun. And, and in their minds, it's like, what's more fun than, uh, having hots for your, uh, your teacher. Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's see what that sounds like. Yeah, let's see what that sounds like here. I just love the the spoken word uh, set section of the song. Like I brought my pencil, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next line, give me something to write on, man. Like it's classic David Lee Roth. Uh, maybe there's a double entendre there. I brought my pencil. I don't know. What do you think? I think there's no song he's ever done is not a double entendre. <laughs> um, that's just, let's just get that out of the way. Clearly listening to the song, uh, I mean, even now, but uh, it just, it sounded like Eddie and uh, and Alex both had this riff and uh, they didn't know what to do with it. This is like, this is just us riffing. This is just us jamming. Uh, what have you got? And and somewhere along along the way, uh, 
uh, uh, Dave was able to fit in. I've got it bad. I've got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Like I, it almost seems like maybe that I take it back. What I said earlier, I think maybe that's where it started. It's like, it sounds like this. Oh, okay. I can work with that. It starts with this one line that I've got it. I've got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. It's like, any of you guys ever been hot for your teacher? Probably not as much as you, Dave. Well, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna write about it. Here we go. Let's just uh let's, let's do that. Let's let's give the schoolboys uh what an anthem for them. It's an anthem for the schoolboys. As weird as that sounds. Hey, you know what? Uh, judging by uh, Noel Monk's book, uh, Dave is hot for everything. Uh, man, woman, chicken. I don't think it really much mattered uh, for Dave in the 1980s. No. Uh, so uh, let, let, let's go back here and uh, give a listen. All right, now, now, just before we go into the guitar solo, I want to talk a little bit about, about Alex, because yeah. uh, Alex is described uh, in a lot of circles as being a competent drummer. Uh, good, not great. Uh, and the, the first two tracks we heard didn't have a lot of Alex. Uh, I really think Alex kind of stands out in this track. This is very much a showcase, I think, for his drumming. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get the whole competent angle, uh, but him and Michael Anthony just lock in so well together that, uh, you know, and that's really all you need from kind of your bass and your drums, isn't it? I think he understands what the uh, the drums are supposed to be, uh, just like Michael understands what the bass is supposed to be. Both of them are the foundation. Uh, and if you don't have a solid foundation, the structure crumbles. Uh, and so, yeah, you don't ha- you don't have to be a showy drummer. I think that's that's always been Alex's strength. There was a time, I'll admit, years ago, there was a time where I thought, yeah, I love Van Halen, and I think Al- uh, I think Eddie is is the the greatest. But why is Alex kind of sucks so bad as a drummer? And I I completely revoked that sentiment. I was I was but a child. Don't don't judge me, please. Um, <laughs> but no, I I realize now it's like no, it's not it's not that he was bad. It's not that he's not bad at all. He is doing the job he's supposed to do. He's not trying to uh, steal the show um he's letting he's, he's like that's eddie's thing i'm gonna let eddie be showy because eddie can be showy he can do all that i just have to make sure i come in on time and also not for nothing make sure that uh you know the other boys by that he means probably eddie and dave like make sure they know when to come in and that we uh once they go off the rails hey we're getting back into rhythm here we are come on you guys you know like because michael can only do so much by himself this is like no, Alex. We need you. Help us out. Um, yeah, I, I, I. But this one is most especially a song, uh, and I really can't think of any more. There probably are, and we'll go through them. But offhand, I can't think of any other ones where Alex gets to show out. 
this is definitely one of them. And I think that's maybe why I appreciate it a little more because it made me eat my words from so many years ago. It's like, well, he's more than uh, uh, a competent drummer. I, I agree with that. He is, he is a solid drummer and he's letting himself be a bit showy him and him and eddie both are are being showy and he's goes like oh let me have a little fun for once just one give me one song where i can have some fun like okay go ahead and, and yeah. uh with all that said now we're going to get a very showy uh guitar solo for mr edward van halen because you can't be more <laughs> showy than eddie he's not going to let you do that <laughs> all right alex is going to bust out the uh, four bass drums for the intro well listen to this <laughs> Your thoughts on that solo, sir? You, you know what that sounds like to me? It's like Alex says, "You get to be showy all the time, bro. Let me let me do my thing, and and then we get to a, the moment of the solo, and he's like, "Okay, take a step back. Here I go." And I think this one time, Alex said, "No, let's see if you can keep up." <laughs> he's like, "You you know that I can," but he's like, "Okay, let's." So it just that to me sounded like a competition of like Alex is going to keep his uh, sort of his jazz rhythm going. And Eddie's just got to play on top of it. Even when he switches it up, they do it. He does a little uh, uh, off-tempo switch, and and Eddie's not falling for it. So you know, kudos to both of them. And I can only I have to imagine that once they were done recording that, at least, or the first time they played it, Eddie always had this very uh, uh, this this uh, this familiar grin he had this trademark grin always grinning on stage and playing whatever i have to imagine he him and uh alex probably both just grinned at each other in that same way going like haha got you i got you um but that's what it sounds like to me and it's just it's once again it's showy but it's showy in the van halen sense that it's showy and it's just it's fun it's delightful i love it little sibling rivalry you gotta like it all right well let, let's take it to the end of the song here that's that's my favorite line in the whole in the whole song like i don't feel tardy <laughs> because i have used that excuse before <laughs> it's like mark you're tardy and like i don't feel tardy I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm on time. I'm just not on your time. <laughs> Good call. That one of my favorite lines as well.
Oh My God is right because that that song just kicks. It just kicks and it doesn't stop kicking. It's, man. It, it, it's everything you love about Van Halen in, you know, just under four minutes. Yeah. That's the funny part about it is like that that song could have easily gone uh, – just Eddie and uh, and Alex's stuff alone probably could have gone another uh, two and a half minutes, just of them trying to be showy and show off, uh, show one of the others out. Luckily. I really like that. <laughs> I like that perspective of, of the sibling rivalry because there was quite a you know they're brothers, right? And yeah. if you have brothers, you you know what it's like, and you, you fight at times, and they certainly fought at times. That some more great stories in the old monk book that I just finished uh, called "Running with the Devil." I highly recommend it. Uh, so, yeah, you know, th this is their, what, fifth album or something like that? You know, 1984, they've been, you know, doing this for, you know, five years at that point, six years, I guess, uh, recording and, and, and touring as Van Halen. Uh, you know, th there's bound to be a little sibling rivalry. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like that dynamic in the song because you, you kind of hear it, and, and, and that's really interesting. It would be really weird because they're, they're, they're certainly not the first uh, siblings to be in a band together, and they are definitely not uh, going to be the last, but... Uh, uh, sibling rivalries happen, and especially when you put a uh, when you get together in a, a setting like a band, because you're going to be fighting with with everybody eventually. At some point, you're going to fight with everyone because it's just you, you spend so much time around one another, and eventually you're going to clash. Um, and with siblings, even if they had a really tight relationship, they're still going to have arguments. And now a band is a business. So they're certainly going to have disagreements. They're certainly going to have arguments and 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 have it out. So I'd like to think that they were able to sort of get through that through the use of uh, writing music or just jamming out and uh, coming up with something great like a song like Hot for Teacher. Pure speculation, mind you. But to me, when I hear this and when I hear all of that, that's that's what it sounds like to me. And that's why you're here doing this podcast, sir. That, that's the kind of insight we're looking for. Now, this is going to seem quite uh, academic, uh, at least on my part, for sure. But I'm giving this an unqualified. Oh, yeah. This is a all-time Van Halen. Was that a was that a pun? Oh yes, I, I totally meant to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, very nice. <laughs> no, I, I wish I was that clever. This is one of my favorite Van Halen songs. I can't believe that we, we've had three great Van Halen tracks right off the hop. Like uh, every time we spin the reel, I, I think, "Oh, is this going to be something crappy off of OU812 or Balance?" Or are we getting our first <laughs> Sharoni song? And, and oh. no, we've had three Dave like uh, Stone Cold classics here. Uh, right in a row how can you vote against hot for teacher this song is fantastic i'm giving it an absolute yeah uh how about you sir i said it at the top like how do you not know hot for teach how does anyone not know this song i mean uh even if you didn't know it was hot, uh van halen you know that there's a song out there called Hot for Teacher, and it, like some, there's some kid out there that is like tuning into a, a classic radio station probably by accident and uh, goes like, what the hell is this song? Oh, Hot for Teacher. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. They sound like they're having fun. And he's going to remember that song for the rest of his life because it's catchy. It's full of hooks. It's just, it's 
it's easy. I mean, it's easy to remember. You're going to remember a title called Hot for Teacher. You're going to remember Diamond Dave's Howling uh, and, you know, the, the rip-roaring solo of Eddie Van Halen. And then in this one especially, you got uh, him and Alex just both just going ham uh, uh, in unison. Now, I'm going to play a little bit of the video here for you. Unfortunately, this, we're a podcast. The people at home can't see it, but yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's the, the nerdy kid uh, getting his hair done up from his mom as, as he heads off to, to school here. He looks like a, like a tiny, nutty professor, you know, Jerry, <laughs> the Jerry Lewis version. Yes, the, a little bit of alfalfa maybe from the Little Rascals. A little bit, yeah. Boy, that dates me that I even know that reference. And I only know Little Rascals from like SNL in the 80s when Eddie Murphy was on and he did uh, Buckwheat. You never watched the classic Little Rascals? Uh, I was never that old, no. Oh, there's Diamond <laughs> Dave driving the bus. Back of the bus, Waldo. Yep. I mean, you know, I would I would catch some Little Rascals on like some AMC replays or something like that. But, you know, but I also watched the Three Stooges religiously. And there's the intro and you see all the... <laughs> the bad kids in the class right suddenly we went from like it it, it was very uh like leave it to beaver type-esque uh 50 style and then now we're clearly <laughs> in the 80s with all, yeah big feathered hair looks. on the girls there yeah and there's our yeah. hero waldo <laughs> and of course each band member has uh, their own like little kids see there's little alex <laughs> there's little mike who looks just like mike anthony that's, that's hilarious there's tiny ed Tiny Eddie, little Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just extending the podcast here by watching the video too. But this is such a a, a classic '80s video that it's. Yeah, I can't believe I never went back and watched this. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's the teacher, yeah. and there's the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little inappropriate with the uh, yeah. the grade eight boys uh, ogling the uh, girl in the bikini, but yeah. I mean, this this is a very much a video of the era, uh, yes, of 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 whence it was made. <laughs> yeah, the videos like this uh, don't fly in today's climate. Unfortunately. No. Oh, and here we're going to see them dance. Watch uh, Alex in the middle. This part would. This part would. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Alex trying to dance. Now he he's probably drunk out of his gourd here because. Uh, he had quite the drinking problem here. He's not quite in time. So there you go. Maybe maybe that was it. Maybe it's like, well, I could dance, but <laughs> it's like not not after a, a whole bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> Poor Waldo's not having a great day at school there. <laughs> I bet this kid that's playing uh, like Little Dave was probably like, why? what in the hell are you dressing? Like, why am I wearing any of this? This is so dumb. Like, that's how Dave dresses, man. Like, yep. okay. But then again, in the 80s, that was probably no biggie. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course he looks like this. That's that's cool. Everybody dressed that way, yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, they, they let Mike Anthony in the video. That was good. And they let him keep that weird mustache. <laughs> like, weird pencil-thin kind of creep mustache. Yep. Oh, more dancing. I believe they called this uh, Dave and the Pips uh, when they were recording this. <laughs> oh, you're right, man. And, like, Alex is just... <laughs> poor guy. Alex, and I, I, I have similar... Yeah, I, I, I dance the same, <laughs> so I feel bad for the poor guy. I love this tracking shot, though, of Eddie walking down the, the table uh, doing a solo. That, that That's what I remember from this video more than yeah. anything. Yeah. 
that and you know why is because th- that move right there has been often uh, imitated in various uh, music videos of various different people. Like I can think of about like, three bands offhand right now who have videos where they're doing this. Yeah. And never as good. There's only one Eddie Van Halen. This is true. Oh, now our hero's in jail. <laughs> oh, see, the hourglass represents time. See, I don't feel dirty. There's your line. I don't feel dirty. <laughs> and of course, All those old little frazzle. Dave. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Now we're back in color. It was in black and white the whole time, except for uh, the those dance sequences. But now yeah. we're all in color. Here comes yeah. bus driver Dave in a uh, what looks to be a yellow hot rod with "Hot for Teacher" written on it and a Van Halen it's license plate. "Hot for Teacher" rod, which doesn't sound better. Oh, Alex went on to become Doctor Van Halen, gynecologist, of course. <laughs> I think that's an Animal House reference. <laughs> Michael Anthony is currently a champion sumo wrestler in Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Edward Eddie. Van Halen is temporarily relaxing in a Bellevue mental ward and making progress. Well, good for him. <laughs> Why'd they make Eddie the crazy one? <laughs> no, one- no one's really sure what became a Waldo after graduation. <laughs> I, I mean, we can't ever find him. That's you know we our whole culture is based on you know where is Waldo where is he and of course Dave got to uh, host a game show and that's the video See, that that Hot sounds about right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right Mark uh, there we've been through the song and then we heard it again while watching the video is there any uh, parting thoughts on uh, Hot for Teacher uh the parting thought is that I mean it's just you already uh, nailed it when you said it's an all-time classic song. It really is. Um, It's one of the songs that it's one of my personal go-tos. If you, if you say the name Van Halen, or if you ask me to name some tracks that I think are personal favorites, one of them that absolutely jumps to my brain immediately is hot for teacher. uh, Because it's just, it's the opening uh, drum fill. It's a, Eddie coming in, just it's the riff itself, the main riff. The it's like it's just it's catchy. It's the hook, man. They these guys just knew how to write hooks. I think that's what contributed a lot to their success. Um, what I will say though, uh, and I was going to mention this after I gave my my yay for Hot for Teacher is uh, as you pointed out, we've had now three great uh, Dave era songs. I. F- fear that the wheel is going to give us all the good ones like immediately right right out of the way and the further we go in this show it's going to give us some of the ones we don't want to hear the ones we're, we're not ready to talk about and it's just going to just be like just a downward slope i hope that is not the case but i have a, a very strong fear so i i share that fear because uh the, the format of the show which we lifted uh from uh, the fine folks at Pot of Thunder, the uh, recognized symbol of excellence in uh, rock and roll podcasting, uh, they broke down the entire Kiss catalog, and they had a lot of garbage uh, right off the hop. And they were slogging through songs from The Elder and, and some of the worst, like, 80s tracks. They're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But at least we have the good stuff coming. Uh, you and I are in a different boat. We we're going through the good stuff early, uh, <laughs> and we might be stuck uh, with a lot of not-so-great songs uh, near the end of our run here. So... Uh, you almost kind of uh, hope for one of those uh, maybe deeper cuts from like uh, 
Van Halen three uh, that maybe aren't so good, just so we can we know we're going to have some good stuff near the end of our run here. Yeah, I just at least I mean, at least give us a Sammy song like for the next one. You know, just like, let's get some Sammy in there so that we can you know change it up because uh, we we can only. Uh, bow down and bless the the awesomeness of of the uh the early van halen era so hard before uh we just run out of things to say or before it becomes just stale um yeah exactly you know but uh we need some variety and you know van halen's got a lot of variety so i i would be very curious as to to see at what point we get there and then um we might have just shot ourselves in the foot because I think the wheel might just do us a uh, not so solid for next week and just completely go, Oh, you want variety. Okay. And then boom, there it is. The, uh, the later, later years. Yes. The, the wheel can be a fickle mistress, but she gave us a, an absolute classic tonight. I was just reading some, some tidbits on the video. Uh, there was an initial controversy arose when that video, uh, debuted and it wasn't because of the ladies in the bikinis it was by the band members grabbing their quick uh, crotch grab during the so bad part of the chorus uh to the point where the nbc late night show friday night videos which i remember watching as a kid actually put sensor bars over top of the band doing that crotch grab so wow <laughs> a, a different time maybe where the, the ladies in the bikinis uh, dancing around for the great eight boys that's fine uh but but the crotch grabs we can't have that but um uh, this song uh, was named the 36th best hard rock song of all time by VH1, and uh, Chuck Klosterman of Vulture ranked it the sixth best Van Halen Van Halen song of all time. The sixth uh, so, best. So, wow. Yeah, sixth best. So, uh, judging by those rankings, uh, we knocked off. Uh, you know what? Maybe I would have to say "Hot for Teacher" might be in my top ten all-time Van Halen songs. What about? Oh, you? absolutely! Yeah, it's it might like I said, it's one of my go-to's that I think about. It might be in my top five. Uh, I've never done that actually. I've never put down a list of my uh, my my top ten or what have you of Van Halen tracks. That would be difficult. Uh, I could probably make a better or an easier list uh, once we go through all the tracks as we're doing on the show. So when the, when the show is over, maybe that's, maybe that's something we do. Maybe that's uh, something we, we, we reflect on the episodes and then we make our, uh, make a top 10 list. Um, I like that idea. That's a good idea. I got to say out of the three we've done, uh, this is my favorite of the three. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's no disrespect to running with the devil whatsoever, because that's, okay. you know, clearly a classic, but again, for me personally, and obviously for you too, it's uh, it's 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 not the one that I straight up go to when I think of uh, Van Halen, but but this one definitely is one. So, oh uh, yeah, let uh, that that about do it, man. That's the show. We got we got a a third one in the bag. We are rocking and rolling, so to speak. And uh, tell the good people where they can find you on the socials. Well, they they can find the show uh, at. Uh... Uh, podcast will rock on twitter uh you can find us on spotify on anchor and uh, now i believe we're finally approved for apple Podcasts. so uh, we're slowly but surely getting out there on google Podcasts as well uh so all sorts of ways to catch the show and you can find me personally uh, at cd morset uh go ahead drop us a tweet uh, give us your thoughts we're certainly not van halen experts uh if you know more about these tracks and you want to impart some knowledge on us by all means this is just our opinion and we'd love to hear yours as well uh mark where can they uh find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark the Bat. 
uh yeah i'll be uh i'm i'm around i know i've got some people in my world that definitely want to be a uh, part of the show they'll have some things to say once i told them the format though i said well you can't choose the song so we like we spin the wheel so that might be <laughs> difficult but there's still there's still some enthusiastic folks so uh before long we'll have uh, guests with us we'll have uh more thoughts more interpretations and i can't wait for that and i can't wait to see what the wheel has in store for us next week it is all the spin of the wheel and with that i'm going to bid you all a good day a good night this is and the podcast will rock and on behalf of Corey and myself we will rock you later later